a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. What I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. It is WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. God created the heavens and the earth. He created Adam and then the earth was dark. And God said, let there be light. Then he looked down and he said, well, I got to be able to talk to Adam. So let me give him a voice. That voice has been traced by Brandon King through DNA from Bill King all the way back to Adam. So he is a direct descendant of Adam. So after God rested, he said Adam needs a friend, so he created Eve. And he made the mistake of giving her a voice, and man has not rested since. I am the Georgia dog. He is Tom from Myrtle Beach. If Elon Musk ever builds a building on Mars, it's got to be the Omni. It's got to be the first place he puts up. I agree. Because you got to think about we can freeze Music City Todd, they can freeze him. You know, they got that cryo. Jeff, too, probably knows the word. Cryogenics <laughs> or something. That's Mr. Perfect. But they're freeze Todd, sending him up there. And Because if you haven't been to the Omni, it is absolutely beautiful. The food is great. What makes a business a business is not the building. Everybody can build a building. It's the people. You ask somebody at the Omni where something is, and they'll walk you there. The staff, everybody yeah. from top to bottom is great. So, I am the Georgia dog. He is Tom from Myrtle Beach. You got your nuts around your neck. Yes, I do. <laughs> you said you always wanted to see a real Buckeye. There's a real Buckeye. Oh, that's Buckeye nuts. Yeah, it's a hairless, poisonous So nut. they're poisonous. Yeah. Oh, who you want to wear my nuts? No, I'm good. I don't even want to touch your buck nuts. <laughs> so, it, listen, Bill King has a group of lawyers that are very good. The Southern Gentleman Sports Show, we got double the lawyers because I will stay in trouble if you've listened to my show down on the Emerald Coast. But we are so honored to be here. Uh, the girls came, all my girls here. Uh, um, Tom, um, Josephine's here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ken's wife. Ken's wife. Uh, her name skips me. But a lot of talk about sports, everything going on in sports right now. Everybody wants to talk about the uh, You know what's ironic? Portal. Ironic about me and you sitting here? Yeah. You lost to Bama. Yeah. And I lost to Michigan. And they're Boy. playing each other in the Rose Bowl. You had to bring that up. I'm looking over here at my Alabama fans over here. Wayman's sitting over there. Wayman tells me they're ranked number one. And I told him for you today, Bama's going to be ranked number one. But you, you made a statement when, we, when they said that you got everybody drunk last night. You said you blamed it on somebody else. Who was that? Uh, the Auburn girl. Oh, it was the Auburn girl. I fault. had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it was the Auburn I girl. I brought fault. the liquor to the table well, and you, she spread it out. You know, I said 
that when God gave woman a voice, there were several of you, Tim I know last night and a couple other, got in a very big discussion about football with the Auburn girl. None of them won. None of them won. Not a one. Neither has Auburn. Kyle McCord entered the transfer portal, and my question is this. Joe Burrow was a Urban Meyer recruit, am mm-hmm. I right? Yes. Joe had very similar numbers to Kyle McCord in his in his first year at, at LSU. LSU. Okay. Yeah. Why wasn't why was why did uh, Ryan Day not think that he could develop Kyle McCord into that same type of quarterback? Because Brian Hartline's filled you up with five star receivers. I don't think I don't know if it wasn't that Ryan didn't think he could develop him. He wanted to go. He he thought he needed another quarterback. And when yeah. Kyle McCord and his family approached Coach Day and asked him, "We be, will our son be the starter next year?" He said he couldn't guarantee it. And they asked him if he was going to go in the portal, and he said he might. He didn't say he was going to, but he just said, I can't guarantee he's going to be a starter. That's when they decided to enter the portal and look for something else. I don't – listen. But I don't know if he even had – like since he's not going to be there the second year, so he doesn't have the opportunity to even try to develop him. Well, volunteer, you're here, and we get in this discussion all the time. Ryan Day is, what, 56-7 and seven or something at Ohio State? Yes. And y'all ready to run his butt out of town. Get, get out of here. Go. Because you can't beat Michigan. That's a big reason, but I, I don't know if – we all get mad about that and want to run him out of town, but right now we're in a situation who we get to replace him. Yeah. But when you don't beat Michigan three years in a row and when you lose in the college football playoffs and you lose to Oregon during the season, every big game – his – I think the biggest thing with Ryan Day, his losses outshine his wins. So when you're beating Northwestern, Purdue, Iowa, sorry, Jason, <laughs> but the, and Penn State's like my buddy Doug. But, I mean, you're beating those guys, and you're supposed to beat them. But the guys, you're supposed to step up to the plate and get the big victory, your signature win. Ryan Day doesn't have a signature win. I mean, Utah is not a signature win in the Rose Bowl. The only caution I'll throw to the wind with that is my, Kirby's first year at Georgia, we lost to Vanderbilt and Georgia Tech. It uh, took us, what, five years to get over the Nick Saban hurdle. Uh, we did. Um, you look at what Jim Harbaugh, five years in a row, lost to Ryan Day, didn't he? Or was it uh, Urban, Urban Myers? He lost once to Ryan Day and, once the, to Ryan Day. and every time against Urban. Oh. Well, and he lost to Ryan Day with Urban Myers players in 2019. Oh, uh, with Urban's players. Yeah. Well, Urban couldn't Justin recruit, Fee- though, right? No. He was uh, terrible. Urban was a bad recruiter. <laughs> Okay. I well, think him and, well, to me, Jim Trestle is the greatest coach of my lifetime. If you could look into the future in the transfer portal, what, what, is, what is the key for Ohio State? Now, now, remember this. Everybody talked about for the last two, three years, you didn't have a defense. You bring Jim Knowles in this year. Ryan Day brought Jim Knowles in. You got a defense. So what, what is the magic elixir now going forward for this team what are you looking for? Either. I think just to grow, to be honest with you, because we're so young. Yeah. Like our offensive line was young. Um, we're always young at quarterback. Obviously, probably going to be Devin Brown starting in the Cotton Bowl. But I don't know so much the transfer portal is going to fix all of Ohio State's problems. They uh, just got to develop their players better. That's the biggest thing with, we talk about Urban Myers versus Ryan Day in recruiting. Urban Myers developed his players, whether they're three or four or five stars. Ryan Day – I, I mean, I don't, I'm not in the inside like Vaughn is, but I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen them develop some of the, the better players like they should be. Well, you, you look at the, the last year, the, the Georgia and Ohio State game. They were field goal away from just 
waylaying TCU. No doubt about it. You win a national title. Marvin Harrison Jr. goes down, which was not targeting. I didn't say it. I'm just saying. But he went down. But you can't come on and say Brian Hartline signs every five-star in the world. He goes and gets everybody he wants. And so your point of development doesn't make sense. There should have been guys. It it shouldn't be one receiver. Now, you're going to have one guy that's better than everybody else, obviously. But there's got to be guys in there when you sign in all these five stars. We had a lot of receivers. Yeah, I know. You had Fleming. Carnell Tate. Carnell Tate. We had Kay Stover. Emekabuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Emekabuka was just as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. Absolutely. So, my point is, you can't. A lot of Ohio State fans were saying we lost the game because Marvin Harrison Jr. went out. That's that wasn't true. No. No, it wasn't true. Uh, and it can't be because of development. You've got to develop the players that you sign. Coaches want to hold 70% retention on the classes that they recruit. They want to, that, that's their goal, 70%. Let's keep 70% of what we recruit. We'll fill in with the transfer portal with the rest, right? That's very hard to do now. How is Kirby going to do it? He's not because this, this week we just had the, a Buckus Award. By the way, he is the president of the Kirby Smart Fan Club. I, you give me shite. Every day on Twitter, we can be playing UMass, and I get a, tech, a tweet from Tom, UMass by 50. It doesn't matter who we're playing. You have got to antagonize me on Twitter every day. That's what I do. And I'm the nice guy, Southern gentleman. I'm paid by uh, silent people mm. to, to uh, do you that. Looked, you looked at Vaughn. No. <laughs> Vaughn can antagonize you on his own. He's a big man. What I look, my, my question would be, and we, I'm going to go back to the original question: is if not Ryan Day, who? I don't know. That's that's the biggest thing right now. We, I've always been a Mike Vrabel guy. Yeah. And a lot of people say he can't recruit. So if you could keep Brian Hartline on to recruit for Mike Vrabel, I felt like he'd be a good fit. But there's a lot of Buckeye people I talk to that don't don't think Mike Vrabel would be a good fit. So yeah. I, I really don't know. Luke Fickle maybe. He wasn't good when he was there in 2012 or 11, but. I mean, he's grown since then, so you never know. I mean, I, I think it has to be an Ohio guy. But you look at Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell, they were ready to run him out of town on a train at Florida State. That horrible. Lost to what's Jacksonville State or somebody. Uh, lost, I can't lost that. some bad games. They're ready to run him out of town. They go fourteen and zero, thirteen and zero, and get left out of the college football playoffs. We'll get into that if you guys want to talk about it. I'm sure Jeff Two's got some info on that. Uh, a lot of people thought Ohio State of Georgia should have been in. Based on previous years, I would agree. This year, I disagree for this reason. There were probably six teams that you could have put in there and not made a bad choice. It hasn't been that way every year, every other year. This is one of their tougher years as a college football playoff committee. You had Oregon. You, I mean, you just had, you had Oregon, FSU, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. You had a lot of teams that – you could have put in and everybody would have been okay. My problem was when FSU's quarterback got hurt, demote him right then. Yes. And not wait until the final show to say you're not good enough. Well, I mean, we all know that college football has become a money sport, and that was directly involved in – Boy, I like to say a bad word. Right? No, <sighs> no, no kid. <laughs> but so when he went down against North Alabama, the college football committee couldn't just say, okay – we got to blame his injury and get him out of the top four or five. Yeah. Because if they did that, then there would be a lot of advertisers that wouldn't advertise during the ACC championship. So they got together and said, we're going to say that the injury doesn't matter. There's 83 other players on that team. They're going to be undefeated. We're going to put them in the four or five spot. 
and they wind up keeping him in the five until the last week, and they put him up in the four, and so the injury didn't matter. Then after they wind up going undefeated, they said the injury mattered. See, I think so. Florida State's defense against Michigan would have been good, I think, because they gave up like 24 to LSU or somebody. From then on, they averaged giving up 11 a game. But, you know, Milrow came in. They Coach Saban did a hell of a job this year. Uh, sat him for the USF game, I think, more than anything else, to send him a message that, you know, I still run this football team. Um, him and Coach Reese got together. They got a game plan that worked for Jalen Milrow. And um, you can't say they're not one of the best four teams in the country uh, that they deserve to be there. That doesn't mean there's a difference in earning it and deserving is two different things. But the precedent that they set all these years would have put Florida State in. Yeah. It's the Georgia Dog. He is the shite-talking Ohio State Buckeye fan. We're at the Omni Hotel, Nashville Sports Radio, the Bill King Show, and we'll be right back after the break, and hopefully I can talk some sense under this Buckeye fan. Good morning. I'm looking at a car that has flipped out here in the Antioch area. 24 eastbound just before you get to Harding Place. It's got traffic pretty slow to go as they try to upright this car that flipped. Again on 24 eastbound just before Harding Place. Traffic still moving past the airport. Just heavy at times. Still coming in from Wilson County uh, the Mount Juliet area into Hermitage. Uh, looks pretty good right now. 65 down through Millersville. Princess Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check out that menu today. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cut From the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel the Bill King show and we're back at the Omni National Hotel here in downtown Nashville Tennessee it's the Bill King show uh, WNSR Nashville Sports Radio you know, you had uh, Bill King and Coach P up here. That's like James Earl Jones and Pavarotti. <laughs> uh, Jeff, too. Was Pavarotti a singer? Wasn't he an opera guy? Where's Jeff, too? Jeff knows all that stuff. Anyway, but you had those great voices up here. Now it's me and you. Lester yeah. Platt and Earl Scruggs. You know, and you won't get this reference. Uh, reference. There was a movie called, uh, it was Strange Brew. With Strange. the McKenzie brothers. McKenzie brothers. And they had the great white north up here on the screen. Yeah. And that's what me and you remind. It's like Beavis and Butthead up here talking. Beavis and Butthead. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, we're going to go to the phones to a guy that if he was on an aircraft carrier, he's sitting on the, the, the deck waiting to lift off to get 30,000 feet up. Oh, he's 30,000 feet already. from Ohio, from Hogtown. <laughs> it is the Devil's Lettuce Zone. Josh. Good morning, Josh. How are you? Oh, morning, morning. I'd have, I'd have called in earlier, but I decided to break out the devil's lettuce, the bourbon, oh, and start boy. listening to Jerry Hamilton's Pornhub podcast. Oh, God. You, can you say Pornhub on there? I don't know. Pac let's let's move on Pac, from that. Pac-12 Dave says he has a brand. I keep telling him Pornhub's not a brand. Uh, Josh, what's going on, man, up in Hogtown? Uh, man, I'm just just working, just driving around Cleveland today and doing my pickups it's gonna be an early day i'm gonna go home and i'm seriously gonna go home and get into the devil's lettuce and a lot of it mm. it's legal it's now be a good there. Day. you know the yeah. only problem with that devil's lettuce is i'd have to own stock in uh crispy cream donuts or something ah no nah, you, you gotta go with the cheetos man the cheetos so so what's going on with ohio state football josh what are you looking forward to going into the bowl game you know after that miserable uh, pathetic game. Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to them. Uh, 
uh, quite honestly. You're not I'd pumped about the Cotton Bowl? Assume, yeah, I'd, I'd just as soon see Ryan Day fired. Uh, who? Let's, like let's, we were anymore. talking about that earlier. Who would, who, would, uh, who would replace him? Uh, got there to Washington and get what's his name. Certainly yeah. we got more money than they do. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know, Josh. Um, so you're not interested in watching the Cotton Bowl because you know when I think of I mean, Ohio. I'm going I'm, I'm to watch it. Yeah, he'll watch it. When I think of Ohio State in a bowl game, and, and and this is not a shot at anybody, but you're playing Missouri. Missouri's not no cupcake. I, I understand that. This they year they're ten Georgia. and two. The number seven, oh, yeah. they're running back. Almost did. Y'all almost did last year. Almost ain't it. I'm just saying, you you thinking it's going to be like They're Georgia, two and a half point Ohio favorite. State. Yeah, they're favorite. I mean, you should be playing some big name. But it's going to be tough. I t- I was kidding, and I'm obviously not taking a shot at Missouri here, but I was kidding with a um, another Ohio State fan down on the Emerald Coast, and I told him, I said, you better strap your headgear on because Ohio State may look at this game as a exhibition game. Missouri will not. They will not. They are going to look at this as they are playing the. Ohio State, and they're going to be fired up and ready to go. And I'm going to tell you that defense is stiff. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I do think it'll be a tough game. Uh, I do have a lot of respect for Missouri. Uh, they've done a, a really nice job uh, with what they have. So I think it's going to be tough. It, it is kind of a letdown, uh, and I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just. I'm so irritated with the way everything ended this year uh, and the way that that particular game ended uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I had my hopes up that it was going to be a Notre Dame uh, kind of last drive of the, of the game kind of deal for us. I really had my hopes up that that was going to be it. And now, now I have to listen to people like Dan like Tabitha, like Larry, like Clyde. I have to listen to Danny all from those New York. people gloat for another another whole entire year. Do you know how long a year is in fat people years? That's an eternity. <laughs> people don't get it, Josh. When yeah. We were talking last night in the Bill King suite, and they were asking me about winning a natty versus beating Michigan. And I told them I'd rather beat Michigan than win a natty. And they all thought I was crazy. But they don't realize if we won a natty and not beat Michigan, we still have to hear it from them for 365 days that they still lost to us. Yeah, because so, all we're going to hear from them is uh, we're better than them. We should be national champions. Exactly. We just beat Y'all won it without beating us. No, no, screw that. You're exactly right, Tom. I would, I would rather beat those bums uh, than, than win a national championship. I don't understand why y'all can't get along. I mean – Georgia and Alabama fans don't hate each other. We know we just respect each other for what we are. But you guys, y- y'all got a special kind of hate. We're, we're the yeah, only rival. You, you have a couple. You got a bunch of mutual rivals. Like so, you don't have that one true rival. Yeah, where we, that's our rival. So y'all don't count it. Penn State as a rival. No, sorry, Doug. <laughs> Penn State counts us as a rival, but we don't count them as a rival. You know what I don't understand right. about Penn State? Now listen, Penn State's got. Their mascot is a line nobody's ever heard of. It's a nittany line. They play in a stadium called the Beaver, right? And their uniforms ain't got nothing on them. They just plain. They ain't got a number on, on the helmets. That's nothing. a confused team right there. I mean, what you, what's there to sell at Penn State? What? Bill, Bob's going to kill me. 
Listen. Man, I heard if, one time that a Nittany <laughs> Lion is nothing more than a cougar with a pink loofah on it. Is that right? <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> and, then, and their coach is a descendant of the guy on the $100 bill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is Franklin on the 100 Frank- or 50? I don't know. I don't know. Justin, appreciate you. Dollars. Appreciate you calling in, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, uh, for everybody listening, Josh will be making the trek down to the summer commitments, May the 3rd and 4th on the Emerald Coast. Uh, Josh, we can't wait to see there. you there. I put in my vacation, and uh, I, I will be there. Devil's lettuce in hand. I'll bring enough to share. We yeah. might have to have a bales bond on standby. We do. If you're we coming. have four. We have four yeah. ready. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll let Tom take care of that. All right. <laughs> he's Josh right, from. Actually, he's from Pickerton. Is that yeah, right? Pickerton. Pickerton. Uh, uh, but where the Styles brothers are from? Where the Styles. So who 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 are what is Ohio State's plan right now for the quarterback? Devin Brown's going to start Brown. in the Cotton Bowl, but I don't know their future for next year. What their plan is. Don might know more than me on that. Or he might not know either. It's got, been really quiet, Ohio State. Got a text message from a guy wanting to know uh, about Kirby and Nick Saban's relationship. Let me tell you this. Uh, Kirby's from my hometown. And watch Kirby develop. Watch him grow up. Um, Kirby was 90 miles an hour all during his teenage years and all. But Nick Saban has had more to do with Kirby Smart being Kirby Smart than than anybody else. Now, Kirby's dad, Sonny, was a great high school football coach and put the foundation there. But Georgia fans need to be very, very thankful for what Nick did with Kirby. Uh, I think Kirby was the longest-running assistant Nick's ever had. Uh, he followed him to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, so the answer to the question is that their, their relationship's very good. Uh, but do you admit that Saban is Kirby's daddy? No, but I think Harbaugh is your daddy. I didn't. I'm not your argument. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you got to admit it. You got to realize it. Well, I, you know, he let you beat him in 2021. If the greatest coach to ever coach college football is Kirby's dad, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Nick retires, and then Kirby can do just like your kids are going to do and put your ass in an old folks home one day. <laughs> hey, we got a question. Oh, we can't say that on the air, though, right? I didn't say. No, it. I didn't say it. We got a question from Jim and Jupiter. All right. He asks us, "Who wins the opening game between Florida and Miami?" Oh, that's a tough one to call. I mean, what, what does either team has? You don't know what either team's going to have. Uh, I, have I mean, no I don't. Idea. Florida. See, Bill would be better for this. Yeah, question. probably so. But you know, Florida's sitting what fifth or sixth in the recruiting class for this year. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on the transfer portal and how each team feels their needs as to who you. Well, my, Miami was game. up and down in the ACC this year. They had some really good games, and they would fall off the next week, and then win a big one, and. So, I don't know. It seems like Miami's starting to come around. So, I guess if I had to pick right now, I'd pick Miami. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to be opposite. I'd take Florida. Because you're SEC just, guy. Just to be opposite from you. No. I, I, just, I think Florida had the athletes there. Um, you know, Mullen didn't want to recruit. He didn't, he didn't like recruiting at all. He had a recruiting season. There were three teams that come to mind that absolutely coaches came in and took over a dumpster fire. That was Tennessee. Because mm. they had, like, I don't know, they were down to like 40 scholarship players at one time when Hypel came in. And then, of course, Florida when uh, and Florida State. Those were three teams that the coaches came in, had really tough jobs to do. And a lot of the, a lot of the Florida fans are already yelling for Billy Napier's head. But all they got to do is look north about 100 miles at Tallahassee and see what Norvell's done over his time there. Yeah, I think Jim probably has a 
an answer to that question. That's why he's asking it. Okay. So maybe he'll call in and yeah, tell Jim, us what his maybe thought. Maybe he should call in. And t- he, I, well, I know what Jim Jim's going to say. Jim is like toward Florida like you are toward Michigan. You can say it with me. It's okay. Josh is off the line. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, come on in, Jim. Oh, Good morning. He is. And here I am. What's up, buddy? Degenerate guys. I love you. You love missed you. all the bourbon drinking last night. Yeah, you missed it. I, I, you know, Listen. I wasn't even listening because I'm so upset that I'm not there. And then I'm like, you know what? I just got to man up and, and support you guys. I wish I was there. I'm, I know you had a great time. I can't wait to hear the story. But I'll get to it. Um, so Florida, Miami. First of all, I got to disagree with you, dog. Okay. okay. You got. You said that that Billy Napier came into a situation like Tennessee and and FSU. Do you know how many people were drafted off of Billy Napier's team last year in the NFL? Eight. The the Eight problem I guys. had with the problem I had with the situation at Florida was not the talent; it was the culture that was left. And how oh, long yeah. it takes culture to turn that culture around. Well, Jim's kind of right because Billy Napier came in. into a team that won the SEC what, East. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, that's, he had pretty good talent there. Well, they had, good, they had good talent, but what a lot of people don't realize is people say that when Mullen and Kirby came into the league that Kirby was handed a Lamborghini and, and uh, Mullen was handed the Volkswagen. That wasn't true. I don't think so. Because on Talent Evaluator on uh, 24-7, one took over a, number, a team ranked sixth in talent. One took over a team ranked tenth in talent. So the, it's not always the talent, Jim. And, and when I say that, it was more the culture at Florida for me. And I can agree with that. And I know, believe me, I've seen culture is so much. But you also can't look at it. You also have to look at the talent part. And it's a mixture of both. And it's not like you came into nothing, Okay. He had the problem is is that he was so underwhelming his first year with that talent, even though there's a culture issue. Um, and then then you go into what we saw this year. Just it's okay talent, but just not good coaching. Bad what do you think coaching. so between Mario Cristobal and and uh, Napier? Do you think Mario outcoach him? No, Mario can't outcoach a, a paper bag. He sucks. <laughs> He's not a good on-the-field coach. He's a great recruiter. He's a great Napier, recruiter. I think, is a good coach deep down. If it, it, I just don't, I think this this program is way above him. When they said they were going after Sunbelt Billy, I was like, what? Sunbelt Billy? So, you know, Sunbelt Billy was at Florida State for a cup of coffee, and then he went to Alabama. He never really coached. He was here for a few weeks. Um, just given the job too soon, Louisiana, Louisiana. I mean, I think of like teams, Louisiana, they had a good season or two and you're going to give him a a job like that. Um, no, this isn't going to end well. Florida is going to fire Sunbelt Billy next year in the middle of the season. Are we betting on that? I, can we do a bottle? I, I'll, I'll, I'll do this bet for you. Want to do a bottle of bourbon? He doesn't make it to 25. Are you in or out? Yeah, I'm in always. I'm a bet man. Okay, that's the bet. So that's Pappy's, the bet. We'll Pappy's do it again. 20, Pappy's 23 bet between the two. No, I think like Evan Williams and Heaven Hill. 
That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it three hundred bucks and below. You know, I'm not. I'm not, unless I can steal. Uh, you know that that bottle from uh, Pappy Bennett, that twenty three year old. Yeah, but honestly, be... I don't have enough guts to bet something. If I ever get that bottle, man, I'm saving that oh, like, yeah. for the greatest time. Hey, right, uh, before you get out of here, FSU plays Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Tell me what you see there. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't see anything good. I don't think – I don't see on FSU's part. Um, we've. I, I'm just worried about fielding a team at this point. Um, we got a bunch of guys in the portal, and um, all of our guys like Coleman, Johnny Wilson, um, Bell, Fisk, Verse, they're all gone. You know, so it's going to be a new team. So, I mean, you're asking, like you were talking about Florida, Miami, well, what will they be? Well, I mean, yeah. what's Florida State going to be? We're, well, um, we're just between not Norvell gonna and Kirby, that's going to be guys. That's a big coaching job between both coaches. Who's going to get their team up for that game? Well, what what I, what I meant by the question wasn't so much about what the score is going to be in the game. It's who's going to be there, who's going to play, and who's going to you know who's going to have the chance to step up and play. Uh, some of the young guys that we haven't seen before will get to play. Uh, Jim, thanks so much for calling the show, brother. Hey, Jim, we appreciate you. Congrats on your daughter Maybe going to you Florida guys State. Have a great day. And congrats on your daughter. I'm the Georgia dog. He is Tom from Myrtle Beach. The Shite Talking Buckeye, we're at Bar Lines at the Omni. Come by and see us. We'll be here until 11 o'clock or until Bill pulls the ripcord and tells <laughs> us to get off of this stage. We'll be right back after the break. Good morning. I'm looking at a car that has flipped out here in the Antioch area. 24 eastbound just before you get to Harding Place. It's got traffic pretty slow to go as they try to upright this car that flipped. Again, on 24 eastbound just before Harding Place. Traffic still moving past the airport, just heavy at times. Still coming in from Wilson County, uh, the Mount Juliet area, into Hermitage. Uh, looks pretty good right now. 65 down through Millersville. Princess Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check out that menu today, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. And now, Paramount Roofing and Exteriors is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, serving Middle Tennessee. For all your roofing and exterior needs, give the pros a call today at 615-635-1790. 615-635-1790. That's Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, LLC. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Hey, this is Darren. And this is Justin. And we are the McFarland weekdays from 2 until 4 p.m. And we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Hey, this is Damon Keene, producer for The McFarland Show, and I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
Hey, along with Pat Cook, John Burton, Greg Pogan, the Greg Pogan, John Burton Show, all of us wishing everybody the best of holiday seasons and even better 2024. 2023 was a great year. We're looking forward to more fun in 2024, and we thank you for your loyal listenership. We love the interaction. Keep the phone calls coming. Indeed. Holidays are about family. We consider our listeners very much a part of our family. Thank you for listening, and all the best during this holiday season from the Greg Pogan, John Burton Show. I'm Joe Fisher from the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. From our family at WNSR to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year. Golfers, swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. The Jim Rome Show. There are still things that are triple U, including people who take pictures and then crop them and use them as their biopics. There's got to be another picture of you. You cannot take a picture with somebody else and then X that person out of the picture, crop them out, and leave yourself in, and then have it all off-centered, or maybe have somebody's claw still on your shoulder, or part of their ear still in the picture. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Get closer to Bill King, 615-844-5600. And it's the Bill King Show, live from the Omni National Hotel on Nashville Sports Radio's number one station, WNSR. Uh, you can call the um, call the, the line is 8 8- Six six eight four four fifty six hundred. 844 Tom from Myrtle Beach is going to talk with Doug DeBias while the dog steps out for a second. Uh, y'all have a good time, guys. Real quick, I'm going to go to the Twitter. we got Bitcoin Playboys asking, who is the most vicious, Josh or Jim from Jupiter? Ooh. That would be a good fight right there about wow. football. Those guys are intense. <laughs> yes. It's better to be on their good side. Yes. <laughs> so that you avoid the wrath. I am of, friends with both of them. <laughs> so we're here with Doug DeBias or Doug DiBiase or what, any other AK? You know, as, as long as you don't call me an off-color term, um, I'm good to go. So. <laughs> so, Doug, you're a former SID. Yes. Can you explain to the layman's what does that mean? Basically, you're the PR person for your, the, the football team that you work with or the athletic department that you work with. Um, I, I was a student intern at Penn State, um, worked, worked with the football team, uh, went to University of Florida for a year. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> then I was at the Naval Academy for a year, and then uh, I was the football SID at the University of Maine for five years. So, that, um, so that's kind of my extent of the day-to-day workings around a football Who team. Who was the coach when you were down in Florida? That was Ron Zook's first year. Ohio guy. Yes, yes. Any good so, stories about Ron Zook? 
Uh, yes. Um, Can you tell them on the air? Yes. Yeah, no, nothing embarrassing. Um, they had, in the middle of the season, they had lost to LSU. It was a Saturday night game. It was 42-7, to seven, something like that. And the next week they were playing Auburn. And the and at this point they were 4-3. and three. The fan base was already done with him. And the media, he had been a little bit snippy with the media, and they had kind of been standoffish with him. And Jeremy Fowler, the ESPN yeah. NFL reporter, he was a student reporter at the time. And he would not be very good at wording his questions. And it would just annoy Zook. You could see the look on his face. So uh, there was an open practice. The media could talk with the coaches afterwards, coaches and players. And Jeremy Fowler um, gets a chance to ask a question in the media scrum with Zook. And he goes, Coach, he said, when you guys need to run rocket, right, fake, 82, he goes, who's going to take the fake punt and run it? And he hands Zook the play script and the, and the practice script of, of what they were going to do because they wanted to work on a trick play that week. Hands it to Zook. Zook takes it without missing a beat and goes, we're going to run you. <laughs> and he goes walking away. And what happened was one of the assistant coaches on the way out to practice was talking to a recruit on the phone. They sat down on a bench, put their practice sheet, their play sheet, everything down, got up and left and left the play sheet there. Oh, and Fowler took it. So, yeah. So the media had it and they're reading, okay, that their first 15 scripted plays against Auburn is going to be this. They're going to run a play action. They had everything in there. Was, was the re- recruit named Connor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember who the assistant coach was, but but anyways, I have to walk back with Zook and uh, my boss, who was the main football contact. We get about a hundred yards past the um, past the media scrum, and Zook turns straight around and looks at us and reads us the riot act <laughs> like we had left the play yeah, sheet he there. Did it. Yeah, he I <laughs> he just let us have it. And we start, we, he turns around, we keep walking, and he stops, and he turns, he goes, nothing personal, I just needed to vent, and you guys were here. <laughs> so he goes into the football office, asks the coaches, somebody finally fesses up to it, and I could hear it, because our offices were on the other side of the football offices, and the walls were very thin in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, you could hear the screaming that was going on that day, and... Uh, I can't remember who the coach was, but he he did not have a uh, he did not have a great night to say the least. So, in all your travels around college football, what's like some of like the old school or the the some of the old school coaches or some of the coaches you've been around? I was around uh, Joe Paterno. Got another good story there. Getting yelled at. A lot of these stories oh, are me getting Brooklyn, yelled at by Brooklyn Bronx guy. Yeah, he's Italian. He's going to yell at everybody. <laughs> when he says hello, he yells at you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Paul Johnson when he was at Navy when I was there. Um, uh, I thought Char- didn't you say Johnny Majors? Yeah, Johnny Majors was. Um, it, of course, it, I was in an event where it was a, a fundraiser for Pitt football, and he was at the. Uh, he was at a table, and when the event ended, there was a. a People kind of gathered around and said it was probably a table of 15 people, and he's telling stories, tell, you know, Tony Dorsett and all these, you know, and Tennessee stories. And there's a media reporter, it, it quiets down, and the media reporter says, Coach, he said, what, what actually happened at Tennessee at the end? Oh. And he went from being in a happy-go-lucky mood 
So he started talking about Fulmer. Yeah. Oh, man. And he goes, in the blink of an eye, he goes, that fat piece of blank. Yeah. (laughs) And gets up and leaves the table. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no love loss there. No, not at all. There's still a knife, I think, in Johnny Major's back. I think there, yes, yes. So I'll I'll never forget that. He was in a happy-go-lucky mood, and that question sent him off. So where does Penn State go from here? I know you got the 12 team playoff next year, so it's very hopeful that they will definitely be in there. But is there anything James Franklin is doing that is impressing you or what moves he's making? Or are you over him like we're over Ryan Day? <laughs> but you don't know where to go well, from him. Well, exactly. I, I, think, I think if James Franklin has done some, one thing very well, I think it's modernized the program. In Joe's last several years, they were behind the times. You know, teams had analysts and all those types of things. Penn State didn't have that. So they've been able to upgrade all their facilities. They've been able to bring in these huge staffs of analysts and, and people that can do some of the side work so where the coaches can Joe coach. Joe Pa, he's kind of taken it into the modern he, times. He's taken it into the modern times. And so that's, that's very important to get them up to it. But, I, you know, the question is, can he win the big one? And – um, you know, ten and two is nice. I don't, yeah. I don't think you ever want to shake a stick at ten and two and, and playing Ole Miss in a bowl game. I feel the same way at eleven and one. Yeah, like I'm always yeah. like, that's nice. But when are we going to have that signature win? Like, when is James well, Franklin going to have that signature series? That whole year where he gets that win and gets to. And that's the thing, you know, you're getting paid eight and a half million dollars a year to figure it out and beat Ohio State, beat Michigan, and now you got to beat USC, Washington, Oregon, all them. So, in, in a way. Yes, we're happy with it, I think, as a fan base. But at the same time, there's also, hey, you're getting paid a lot of money to, to beat those teams, and you're not doing it. Do you think he got a little defeated the year he won the Big Ten, beat Ohio State, and then Ohio State still made the playoffs over him? I mean, it was kind of like, what else am I supposed to do? You know, that, I mean, he had that second loss that year. That's yeah. what kept him out. But still, I mean, he beat the big boys. Yeah. He won the Big Ten finally, and then he still gets left out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that – that ruffled a lot of feathers at Penn State. As you said, they, they had the two losses. Everybody kind of knew what the structure of the playoff was. And for Penn State fans, after everything that happened with the scandal, all the scholarship oh, reductions, yeah. not going to bowl games for several years, to win the Big Ten, that was really the national championship game. Yeah. And then to play in the Rose Bowl, be back there, and play in a, a great team in USC, it was a magnificent game. Penn State fans, I think the staff, the school, they were fine with that. And, they, and I think they really believe that this is the first of, of many big accomplishments to come. But then since that year, you still – it kind of fell off. Like it yeah. just hasn't yeah. had that signature win. Yeah. You know, the, I think I, – I was reading the stat. Six of the last eight years if we had the 12-team playoff, Penn State would have been in it. Um, but even if you make it next year as the 11th seed – You've made the playoffs, but are you any different than you are now when you're already ranked the 11th team? So they're going to have to really work and, and, and get into the playoffs, win some games to show they're taking that next step. Appreciate you coming on, Doug. We are live from the Bar Lines and Omni Hotel here in the Bill King Show.
Good morning. I'm looking at a car that has flipped out here in the Antioch area. 24 eastbound just before you get to Harding Place. It's got traffic pretty slow to go as they try to upright this car that flipped. Again on 24 eastbound just before Harding Place. Traffic still moving past the airport. Just heavy at times. Still coming in from Wilson County uh, the Mount Juliet area into Hermitage. Uh, looks pretty good right now. 65 down through Millersville. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check out that menu today. Prince'sHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's from me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever! Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won! Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. Derek Henry's next. Yeah, I think this is the first of uh, several moves. I, I, I do. Yeah. I think the Titans realize where they are. I think it's a reality check, and I think there could be more moves. I really do. You wake up one morning, you realize it's time to do some different things here. I think that's what it is, so I don't think they're done dealing. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Need to know anything about college football? Consult with the Encyclopedia Bill Tanica every morning. And we're back live at the Omni National Hotel. I got to give a shout out to the FSU Princess listening down in Crestview. Uh, my niece, uh, Lena, and Jordan headed up this way to the Omni. Uh, we got Hambone here, we got Dane, we got Hoptown Boy, Mike the Mad Dog, Clay Phillips is in the house, Julie and her husband Ken are here, 
Uh, you heard Doug DeBias, Wayman and Jimmy sitting over there. They up here from Georgia. Wayman's uh, been on me the whole time talking about Alabama. Thinks I ain't supposed to talk about nobody but Alabama. But he wanted me to take a shot at Aliquippa Bob. So Bob, if y'all didn't know, is living in the villages uh, down there where they play a lot of pickleball and flamingos, pineapples, and stuff like that going down there at the villages. But I don't know what all that means. But I don't want to know. <laughs> but I have with me Mr. Perfect, as we call him on the Southern Gentleman Sports Show. I'll use that term here on the Bill King Show. He is Squirrel 2, Mr. Jeff 2. Mr. Jeff 2, good morning, sir. Good morning, George Zock. How are you doing? How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's, it's awesome every year. Appreciate Bill and the Omni Heaven. Do, do you awesome. use like feminine products on your skin? Because you have perfect skin. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> fragrance you, free. Fragrance free. Yes, and fragrance. I don't use any feminine products, but fa- fragrance free is. The, Joey. The Joey came up with uh, Mike the Mad Dog from down in in uh, Noonan, Georgia, and he told me last night he uses organic skin cream. Yeah. Now I'm not sure exactly what that means. Almond girl probably. Uh, if you haven't been to Bar Lines, it is absolutely a wonderful place to be. Music City Tide and all the guys put on an absolute great uh, venue here. Uh, the Bill King Show has been doing this for several years now. Uh, you are a, in, in case you don't know, all you people listening out there, Jeff, too, is a big Auburn fan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> big Alabama guy. What's going on at the University of Alabama? Uh, well, looking forward to you know playoff game against Michigan. Uh, Jalen Milrose announced he is coming back next year. He's which coming is, back. He's coming back. So that's 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 big, and you know it's big. It's I think he probably will be penciled in as the starter, starter for next year. We but there's be. yeah, Dylan Lonegren is is looking good, and uh, Julian Sayans coming in. So I think that J- uh, Jalen will you know be penciled in as as the start uh, starter, and rightly so. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, again, look, getting ready for the Michigan game. Big time game, huge coach, big venue. Uh, you know, we'll we'll just see what Alabama has to do. They got to show up. Michigan's a good team, very physical. Uh, Bill mentioned earlier, probably a very low scoring game, uh, defensive battle. You know, a lot of uh, defensive and offensive line matchups that are. That well, are Michigan, Michigan this year put in a beat Georgia segment, uh, and what that was about was being physical. Uh, the reason they used the beat Georgia segment was because of what happened to them in the playoffs against Georgia mm-hmm. when they were just absolutely out physical. Absolutely. Now they're going to face the carbon copy of physicality <laughs> yeah. with Georgia when they go against Alabama. I'm not sure that J.J. McCartney, uh, McCarthy, I, I guess that's the way you say it, I'm not sure that him against Terry and Arnold and the kid that I think is absolutely the, one of the best freshman players since Herschel Walker, Caleb Downs. He's good. Uh, that, Which that, y'all stole him from Georgia. I'm sorry, but that kid, I tell you now, that kid is is going to be something special. I'm very glad. I'm hearing music. Are you? That is, yeah. It's, it's the end of our. Well, that's the segment. That's the whole it's, segment. It's nine fifty nine. It's nine fifty nine. We're going to hold <laughs> Jeff Two over for one more segment. It's the Georgia Dog. He is Jeff Two, Mister Perfect. We are at Bar Lines in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. National Sports Radio, Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. We'll be right back after the break uh, with Julie, Ken, and Ken. Ken's wife, Julie, gets the number one <laughs> spot now. We no longer say Ken and Julie. It is Julie and Ken. 
Be right back. Georgia Dog. Mr. Perfect Jeff 2. 